you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We uh, we get feedback from listeners often, and man, that, that, the, the reason that Bruce and I do this is because, one, we felt called to have a podcast that we aren't going to be, um, what's the, not edited, but we're not going to be squelched, squelched or um, not filtered, but censored. We're not going to be censored, and we could speak on things from a biblical worldview uh, and man, we we appreciate the listeners. We're thankful for you guys. Um, here's what we're talking about today, and it might step on some toes. Today, we're going to talk about passivity, man. And honestly, I think it's one of the biggest problems of, I'll just say, Christian men. Uh, and I've seen some high-level leaders that are uh, afraid of conflict. And man, I think it's a big problem. And Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. You want to intro us? You got sure. Some- yeah, I would think just in general, we can make this statement fairly, and that is, if you're a Christian, expect conflict. I mean, Jesus said that to his disciples. He said, "If they persecute me, they're going to persecute you." Yeah. Right. So this expectation that we're not we're to avoid conflict or confrontation. Let's just say not conflict necessarily is just, it's a lie. Mm. It's a lie that we, we need to tell ourselves that that's not true when we think that way. But here's the reality. of Most people don't enjoy conflict. I will say there are some who do. Which right. We're not going to talk about those in this episode. So most people try to avoid a confrontational moment or they want to say the right thing to avoid trying to hurt somebody's feelings or to promote anger in somebody else. And so they just, we just kind of skirt around a lot of things in life, thinking that we're actually creating rest and peace in, in this, but what passivity does is it actually just makes it worse for another day. Yeah, and so we're just prolonging something. It's kind of like addiction, you know. It's like, well, I'll stop tomorrow, <laughs> uh, tonight, you know, one last run, or we don't know like what that's going to do. Um, and so we, we're we're called to take action. And that's really the the um, uh, the opposite of passivity is action. Yeah, and one. I mean, I don't want it. We could go into examples, and we could do this. And and women are. I'm not just calling out men. Women have this issue too. But man, I'm talking about. There is a decline in this country of our faith, and some would even say that we are a post-Christian nation at this point. If not, we are heading that way. And one of the things, and and we're not talking about being mean, like you said. We're not talking about being jerks or anything like that, but we are talking about speaking truth. And I heard my mentor speak truth and show compassion. So, But that doesn't mean you don't speak truth. And sometimes you've got to um, point out something. And, and in fact, we're called to point out the sin in your brother's life. Go to them one-on-one, the Bible commands. Then bring a brother if they don't listen. Then bring it before the council, the church. Uh, but if you are never going to your brother one-on-one, the very agent in which God has called us to bring a brother back to Christ, hey, 
sometimes the Holy Spirit will convict you. Sometimes he uses people. Hey, man, what you're doing is wrong. I see it's a blind spot. You can't see it. Hey, if, and if the world has become such a sensitive, don't want to hurt feelings, don't want to lose Facebook followers, don't want to lose Twitter followers or friends, then, man, the very thing that God's called us to do to help grow in righteousness is not happening. And it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, man. No one wants to go to someone and be like, hey, man, you're messing up. That, that's hard. And the response almost 100% of the time isn't good. Right. And I I mean, I just would like to dial that down just a little bit and talk about it in another aspect. And that is, you know, we've got to be, we have to stop uh, being afraid of hurting people's feelings. Yeah. We really do. God calls us to take a stand in our Christian faith and that we we don't get involved in the things of this world. Now, that doesn't mean we can't do things in this world, but there has to be a boundary set and that we, we will do this, but we will not go that far. You know, um, what is it in Job where he, 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 the God, he speaks to the seas and he says, here your proud ways will stop and mm. they will go no further. You know, so basically what God's calling us to and, and the opposite of passivity is to take action in what we will do, not what we won't do. Right. And so it's not about being mean or brutal. Right. It's, it's about, just standing up for what you believe yeah, and and stop being so worried about how people aren't going to accept you because you're going to say this, or you're going to say that. And I'm just going to tell you today, it's becoming harder and harder for our country to even make laws because the law is becoming, you can't offend anybody. Yeah. And you can't make laws around that. Yeah. So we have to stop believing in this, in this illusion that we're, we're, we can't offend anybody. I mean, you're gonna offend people yeah. because of what you believe in. And it doesn't matter whether it's Jesus Christ or it's whatever, you know, not everybody's going to agree with you and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and so obviously it's passionate uh, for us uh, because, you know, in, in addiction recovery, this is life and death. And we've done episodes on enabling and things like that. But if, if, if you're not pointing things out, man, it will kill you. I mean, the wages of sin is death, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of where I was going with this. So let's just, because there is an aspect of, hey, I need to confront a brother and tell him what he's doing right. so that he can, you know, we can bring him back to the good graces of of walking in the path that God's calling us to, right? And I'm not saying God doesn't have grace on us when we're not walking past right. but so this is to the person who uh, has come out of rehab, somebody who is is trying to live a life outside of addiction, life uh, that God's called us to. And whether you have a testimony of addiction or not, this is just what God calls all of us to, which in itself is the beauty of what we do in recovery is that we're not labeling people. But, you know, what is it that you're prepared to do in order to prolong this peaceful rest life that God's called you to, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have conflict. In fact, the scripture tells us, you know, I'll just read, I'll read 2 Timothy, um, 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 7. It says, share in the suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. So what he's saying here mm. is that 
do the right thing, no matter what the cost is. Right. You're not being mean or bullying. You're just standing up for what you believe and stop being so passive yeah. about that. And here, let me give you an example. My wife, okay, when I stopped using drugs and alcohol, I was still a passive person. And God had to teach me how to, to rid that aspect of my life. I didn't like confrontation. I wanted everybody to accept me. I was one of those people that if there were 10 people in a room and all, they all loved me except one guy, I, I was bothered by that. You know, I had to do whatever to yeah. make that person like me. And, and my wife called my drug dealer, <laughs> okay? I don't know how she got his number. They probably looked through my phone or whatever, but she called my drug dealer and told him, Hey, you stopped selling drugs to my husband. He just got arrested. Mm. Right. It didn't matter if I ever tried to call that guy again. He was never going to answer that phone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, like, why did my wife have to do that? Why, why couldn't I have just, you know, gone out and got in front of all of it, said to all my friends who I used with and just said, look, I'm, this is what I'm not doing anymore. And here's why. Yeah. Just to set the precedent. So that I don't have to muddle around trying to come up with an excuse or avoid like, well, I'm really living my life like this now. I just go ahead and put it out there and say, look, this is what's going on. And because when I finally did that, when I finally did that, I confronted my friends. I remember having lunch with my best friend that I'd had for 20 years. And I basically just told him, I said, this is, you know, we've used drugs and, and partied together for decades, right? And and I said to him, look, this is, this is what my life is going to look like now. Mm. And I'm not expecting you to change, but I just want you to know, don't ask me to do these things anymore. Yeah. And man, every once in a while we get together and play golf, uh, go to see a hockey game, but that's about it Yeah. because he didn't change his life. And now the pressure stopped. Like he didn't confront me, try to get me to do anything because he knew where I stood. Yeah. Uh, and when we are together, he, he respects me. He doesn't drink in front of me or do drugs and we're able to have a good time. Uh, but it's just, you know, obviously we're not best friends anymore. Yeah. Being righteous, no matter the cost. And I think people should count the cost, right? Uh, know that this is, this is something that, I think the Bible says count the cost, right? Know, know what you're doing. The call is come and die, Right. God's called us to come and die. We, we die in his death and we share in his resurrection, right? I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live for him who died for me. Right. And so the call is like, when you're dying, it's not physically, it's not, hey, come and kill yourself, but it's dying to you and your desires and your wants and the flesh that calls you to go serve you. And you count that cost and you understand that it, just like in what we tell our guys at, at, at S2L, man, you've got to hate this sin and you've got to be righteous no matter the cost. And the cost could be, I'm going to lose friends like you just described. It could be, I'm going to be looked at as whatever, I, but I no longer care. And my testimony and your testimony, I've, I've seen the videos and I can remember this sentence is identical. I stopped caring what people thought of me and I only cared what God thought of me and his word. The world no longer mattered. His word did. And when you, you go on that path, that's not easy. That's what we're saying, man. You can't be passive because if the passivity will steer you so far away from God's word and righteousness. Right. So it's about a mindset. And the Bible is full of 
this kind of language. Paul, especially when he's speaking to Timothy, Timothy then recants it and a lot of stuff he he writes. But it's, uh, I'm sorry, Timothy doesn't write it. Paul's writing to, on behalf, Timothy, yeah. to Timothy uh, is is an expectation. It's a mindset. It's a perspective. You know, you look at the life of Jesus Christ all through the New Testament. Jesus never avoided confrontation. But was he peaceful and loving yeah. and graceful all through it? Absolutely. But he never skirted what it was that he had to address in order that people would know, okay, this is what he believes. That's his boundary. That's what he's trying to promote. You know, And there were plenty of people who didn't agree with it, right? And ultimately, he was crucified for it. Yeah. But that was the plan of God, was to confront the world and to present the truth and knowing that the world was going to resent it, but because he carried it out, we now have freedom in Christ, resurrection power. We were able to endure this life because of these things. And so God is asking us to do the same thing. The Bible is not short on, on implying that what Christ did is what we're to do, right? even unto death. And so that's some pretty powerful words. And for our listeners out there, it's like, wow, okay, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. But the hard thing is really just changing your perspective. It's when, when I quoted that verse from Timothy uh, as a soldier and you don't get entangled in civilian things, yeah. the, 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 the context of that, and it said in other scriptures, that we're, we're citizens of heaven now. Once you come into the kingdom, you no longer belong to the world. You belong to the kingdom. And so we have to change our perspective of, what is the kingdom like? How am I in that kingdom? I belong to this kingdom. I'm a citizen of this kingdom. God calls us ambassadors to the world uh, or of the kingdom to the world, right? So when he's saying don't get entangled in civilian uh, things, he's saying just set your mindset on the things of God, not the things of the world. And so you're to be a representative of that. And what you're doing is you're saying, okay, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe. I'm going to act this out. I'm going to take action on this. Second Peter chapter 1, right? It says, Make every effort to add to your faith these things. And so it's in that yeah. every effort, right? Yeah. That, we, that we're we not going to be perfect in it. And God knows we're not. Yeah. But we're making every effort. And yeah. we're saying, look, this is, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do this anymore. And I think before we close out, we have to talk about a yielding and that how we don't get those two confused, especially guys coming right out of yeah. rehab Good and point. confronting their family and friends again. Um Talk a little bit about that, Adam. Yeah, well, what, we, what we're not saying is, well, you've, you've heard us, <laughs> well, let me, let me say this first, uh, because we do want to talk about the guys. We, you don't come out of a program and have some sort of aggressive authority of the family and everything that you're, you've got to yield to that. So we're not saying, I'm righteous and you're self-righteous and you're calling other people out. Whereas like, whoa, 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 whoa. But before I get to that, because I do want to address that righteousness, not being passive and being the godly man or woman that you've been called to be is hard. And that should not be a surprise to us. Mm. And, and it's hard because of many reasons. But if you read the word of God, that's why I think it's so awesome. The word of God tells you to prepare for these things. Uh, unless you just pick out the verses that on the coffee mug verses and you just, yeah. and you, you know, and you, which I'm not trying to make light of that, but the verses of like prosperity gospel, right? right? I'd like to see a coffee mug with First uh, Peter chapter four. I can't remember the verse, but it says, 
uh, don't be surprised when the trials come. Don't act if something strange is going on. Right. I mean, I should read that every day. <laughs> or, or the coffee mug that says, if they hate you, it's because they hated me first. Yeah. Talking about the world. So we read that, that, man, the expectation of being righteous and, and striving to be godly, you can expect to be hated for that by people that don't understand. And all of this, I mean, the listener's probably like, man, this doesn't sound very great, Adam, Bruce, <laughs> out of, about being a Christian. Well, I'll tell you, it's hard. There's, you come and die, but here's what the authority of God's word and my own testimony, bringing God glory is the greatest form of joy and peace and Absolutely. all of these things in my life. Not only that, but I don't, compa- I don't consider the sufferings of this world to be compared to my future glory uh, and, and just the peace that you can have. So it sounds, man, that sounds dangerous and that's not good. Yeah, it is dangerous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. The Bible says it's hard. Well, it's why the Bible says it's a, the road less traveled. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, not many people want to endure that. But I will say it's harder at the beginning than it is as you move through your maturity in Christ and how you're living your life. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, uh, just a little priviot or whatever <laughs> there, I needed to add that because don't be surprised and, and no, but righteous. And for the guy who's just coming out of the program, we're not saying, we're saying be humble, but be righteous in your own stuff. So don't go and try to be self-righteous and proclaim this, this, and this, because you've created an atmosphere mm-hmm. with a life of addiction. You've created an atmosphere of mistrust, chaos go listen to last week's episode number 14 uh and what chaos is and what it does and you've just so you've created an atmosphere now god's redeemed you of that forgiven you of that but you still have to reap some things that you sow so your mindset needs to be i'm not going to be passive but you're not going to be passive about things that are unrighteous you're going to be very assertive very righteous about doing the thing God's called you to do in a meek and humble place. Yeah. And I can just say from my own testimony, man, my wife and I were getting a divorce. Yeah, me too. Right. And every day I wanted to call her, we were separated, right. And just tell her like, Hey, guess what I did today? Yeah. Guess what I did today, you know, so that she would know, Hey, that I'm changing and that, you know, but I knew that my words were cheap and she Mm. wasn't going to just listen to my words. Right. And I didn't know how being separated, that she was going to see the evidence in my life and the changes that I was making, but I just didn't care. I left that up to God mm. and somehow she found out and it wasn't because of things I said. It was because of things that people said about me mm. that they saw me doing. And so what I did was I had to yield to trying to prove anything to anybody and I just took action in living out the way God wanted Great to live. Great point. And, and then that itself became the proof. I'll give you an example of what not to do. And, and <laughs> we got God, plenty of those, and don't God, we? And God blesses his heart, but and that's what you say in the South when, when somebody does something wrong. You say, bless bless, bless his heart. He goes to court this week, and he's facing some some serious circumstances from some things that he did prior to coming into our program, you know. And, uh, and so he's looking at some serious, serious prison time. And he's confronting the judge. The judge is confronting him about this and also. And all he says in his defense is, Jesus Christ, I have to be about my father's business. And he just repeats this. He must have said it probably 20 times. Instead of just trying to have a conversation with the judge. Now, God's grace like stepped in there and, and some good things happened and all that. 
But this is what not to do. You know, you don't want to just confront people and say, you know, I'm righteous, you're not, and this is what I should be doing, and you need right. to leave me alone. And, you know, yeah, the, you are about your God, your father's business. And yeah, saying Jesus' name is probably the most powerful thing you can say, but be discerning, you know, about how to best present that and that, you know, you're not avoiding being relational to people and, right. and and how you're going about showing your peace and your comfort and your security and the things of your faith. You know, it's, it, that just is kind of an example that came to mind. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Bruce, man. I got on a conference call last night, probably about nine o'clock uh, with three alumni uh, from all over, from the opposite ends of, of America. One was up in the North and one was the end of Florida. And then the other one was here in Tennessee. And so boom, 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 all the way south, middle, and north. And we talked for an hour and a half, man. And that thing about, man, why do you think America is is kind of becoming post-Christian? And one of them answered perfectly and said, I think discipleship. I think people aren't discipling. And so we went to this conversation. Uh, and so that's what I'm doing, right? When I'm calling and talking with these guys, I'm discipling them and some very hard worldly topics came up and some very real examples of what we were about to, what they were about to do about that righteousness. Mm -hmm. And so we were, I was able to disciple and just talk, right? That's what you're helping guys, pointing guys to Christ. Uh, And there was some conviction there. I felt conviction about some things. And uh, so we, it was cool that we got to point out being righteous and having to be it's going to be so scary and it's going to be hard. But one of the things coming up that someone was about to do, um, they kind of justified in their head. And then after conversation, they're just like, man, I'm glad that we talked about this. I don't, I'll, I'll fill you in on what I'm going to do. Uh, but now I feel conviction on it. And um, it was just interesting, man. And, and there, one of my favorite verses is, is Proverbs 28.1. The wicked flee when no one pursues, yeah. but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Yeah. Whew. And man, you can be bold as a lion without saying anything. Absolutely. So when you, I think you put a good example out there is discipling. What is discipling? Well, the disciples of Jesus called him rabbi, which means teacher. Yeah. When you're discipling somebody, you're teaching them. And and so that's a fellowship thing. That's yeah. a mentoring thing. That's a dedication to another being besides yourself. And, you know, those are things that are going to uh, help promote action instead of passivity is when we're fellowshipping with other people, we're talking things out, we're helping each other with discernment. Because one of the worst things you can do is respond quickly. You know, we get in a lot of trouble when we're so reactionary to everything instead of being uh, uh, at peace with stuff and being able to think through and find discernment and, and fellowship with another person. Hey, what should I do about this thing? What worked for you? You know, this, and, and stop being so responsive uh, quickly to everything. Yeah. Well, I think I like how you said that teaching. Uh, And one of the things I've learned by the grace of God, um, I think, because I think it's very effective, the best modality for me to disciple and teach is in the conversation, in the fellowship, when someone doesn't even know they're being taught. Yeah. as you're teaching. Yeah. Like, cause that, that was what was so cool. We talked about discipleship, had this hour and a half conversation. And then I got pointed and said, Hey man, 
All right, who are you discipling? It's not just the world or America's problem. Let's get it personal. Who are you discipling? Who are you discipling? Who are you discipling? And I brought it all and back around, and I kind of kind of have a plan for when guys graduate. They're going to start yeah. maybe making some calls. But it ended with this. I just showed them. I said, hey, this conversation that we've had, that's discipleship. You know, So don't we were just talking, man, and yeah. we were calling each other out. We were making sure people were being righteous, and we were giving God's word. And So you could do this, man. We just all did it. So. Yeah, and what I meant by it doesn't necessarily mean words or how you teach. You know, God calls us ambassadors. What does an ambassador do? People watch that person the way they live their life in a foreign country, and they yeah. say, hey, that must be how all Americans are because he's an ambassador of America. Yeah. And so without him saying anything, in fact, sometimes your actions speak louder than your words and what people are observing and how you're doing that. So one, some person might say, well, man, prayer is passive, you know? I, I don't like it when you say, hey, I need to think about that and let me pray on it. It's like, well, that's what all Christians say. You guys people are so passive. It's like, no, that's actually the most powerful action you could take yeah. in that. And of course, it looks passive to somebody who doesn't understand because they're operating with the mindset of the way the world operates. Right. You're operating with the mindset of the way the kingdom operates. And so I just want to say this one verse, Romans 8, 5, it says, for those who live according to the flesh, meaning your selfish desires, uh, set their mindsets on the things of the flesh, mm. the selfish desires. I mean, for all we're thinking about is how am I going to be satisfied? How am I going to, you know, what's best for me? What's, you know, all this stuff. Then that's the way our minds are going to be set. And that's typically the way we're going to act out, you know, our our beliefs. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the, the things of the spirit. So again, it's this perspective thing. It's like, okay, I belong to the Lord. I am a citizen of heaven. I am in this world, but I'm not of the world. And so how do I think? How do I act? Well, how do I respond? What am I doing that is going to promote those things, which the results are peace, right? We may think that, man, if I'm not being confrontational, if not, if I'm like avoiding, you know, thing, then I'm promoting peace. No, what you're actually doing is promoting chaos. You're not taking any action at all. And, and in fact, you're saying that it's okay. Yeah, you're what just you're doing is okay. I think indifference is probably the worst thing somebody could be. Yeah. yeah, man, I love this episode. It flew by. I think as, as just to recap, um, because I think we maybe did it in different um, different order. Uh, but to recap, put to death passivity in your own actions in life first, right? As you everyone's doing it, whatever the excuse is, God's called you to be righteous. Put to death that passivity, be very assertive and, and man, just get, get ferocious about being righteous in your own life. And then you can be assertive and put to death passivity when you see a brother sinning or something like that. But I will tell you, if you cannot go to that brother in love, then you're not ready. Because here's what's going to happen. I, like I said earlier, 99, maybe 90% of the time, they're not going to respond well. Now, a godly person, if they don't respond well, come, will come back later and, man, thank you for calling me out on that. Uh, but they won't respond well. So what not responding well is, as you've always said it, deny everything, uh, make, <laughs> make immediate counter accusations, and that's going to be pointed at you. And so if you're not doing this in love and peace, that becomes an argument because now they're pointing something at you, whether it's true or not. Yeah, a simple rule of that is, man, approach somebody in love, like you're saying, with, man, tell them what they are doing great. <laughs> you know, approach them with that first. It's like, man, I love how you're doing this. I love, you know, how God's put this on your heart. And 
and then, you know, talk about the things that they can improve or get them back on the right track. And no one's going to accept, you know, aggression right at the beginning, you know, um, make a person feel, you know, loved and, and then they'll be willing to listen. Yeah. All right. That's what we got. Life after addiction. Better believe it. Come on. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word Kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.